and all. It's all thanks to Gippsland Printers' new office in the corner of A Street and Breed Street, offering all facets of printing, digital offset, large format printing, as well as graphic design as well. Find them on Facebook or at gippslandprinters.com.au. It's now time we turn our focus to the Gippsland League. The last few weeks were focused North Gippsland and Mid Gippsland. This week, we're going Gippsland League. And, of course, Wonga, you hosted the season launch during the week, and it was a great turnout, over 150-odd in the venue. We spoke to the coaches of football and netball, and it's fair to say that everyone is looking forward to an exciting season. And I think just in the football side of things, there's a number of sides that might be surprise a few, and I think it's going to be a really exciting competition. Yeah, when we had uh, the, the 10 coaches up on the stage and all representatives from the senior sides, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors going on uh, with with knowing who's coming to the clubs and who's left the clubs. Uh, they were open to an extent, but I think uh, Juan Thaggy, Liam Gutha, Maui, uh, Warrigal have recruited incredibly well. Trialgan have gone and got themselves a, a couple of uh, established and, and high-profile footballers out of the Eastern Football League. Bensdale, you never know what's going to happen up there with their new coach coming through. Sale, uh, they've been able to... Uh, bring a few new players into the club as well. So it's going to be a very even uh, competition this season. Uh, and you're right, there was a great buzz around the room. And I think if you we, we spoke about it last year when we had the show on. If you put yourself in the position of uh, a volunteer into some of these clubs and the work that you've put into making sure that you've got a side and we're going to play and recruitment over the last two seasons, when we've really well, we've only had 10 games of football of uh, in the Gippsland League in the last two seasons... There'd be a lot of tired people out there who are looking to get back into it to be able to enjoy the whole reason that we go and put these efforts in as volunteers, and that's to be a part of the football and the netball from the juniors all the way through to the seniors and the, the camaraderie and the community spirit that comes through at the games. Yeah, exactly right, and we did talk to a couple of the coaches. We're going to have some of those interviews out on our social medias during the week as well, so keep an eye out for those on Gippsland Live, of course, on Facebook and on Instagram. Timmy, you were missing on uh, during the week on Wednesday night that it was uh, it was on. You did have another engagement you had to go to. But uh, the Terrelgan side, they were pretty up and about now. We know you do have some close contacts down there at Terrelgan. Of course, senior coach uh, Jake Best in his second year. Uh, just got the sense that some of their recruits uh, are going to be very, very handy. And when you add players in that middle part of the ground and then up forward to a side that finished fifth last year, didn't get to compete in the finals, were pretty bullish about how far they could go. Uh, I think they're going to be one that will really challenge the top two. Yeah, look, I think, uh, and, and Bestie probably touched on it on Wednesday night, I think the fact that they've got um, experience that they've brought in, uh, as you sort of said there, in, and in that midfield area with, with Tom Snyder coming in as well, that'll, that'll certainly help. Uh, great to have Hayden Hector back at the club. Um, so lost a couple of experience out of the middle that have that have gone up north and, and across to South Australia. But, uh, but uh, yeah, the likes of Snyder into the middle and um, Brett Eddy joining uh, that forward line to help with uh, with Bestie up there and, and the captain in Dylan Lopez. Uh, yeah, look, it, it looks well. They're, they're pretty settled down back. Um, so I think, you know, Bestie's definitely into his second season. We'll have a lot more understanding of what's going on from a club perspective. It'll be good for him to sort of have had last year, whilst interrupted, get the sort of the nerves or the understanding of a coaching, a senior coach out of the way and then uh, be able to fully focus on uh, getting himself out onto the ground and also the team. Timmy, uh, Daryl gets pretty excited during the Gippsland Live broadcasts through the season. 
And one thing we know that he's passionate about are the big, powerful forwards. Oh, I love him. He does occasionally have a man crush on a bit of a, you know, seeking a bromance with uh, the big full forwards. Brett Eddy, he's, uh, tell us a bit about him as a full forward. Is this a uh, likely candidate to go and... Uh, on Daryl's uh, swipe right or swipe left? <laughs> oh, well, look, I, I, I certainly think uh, he's going to tick a lot of boxes for Daryl um, and he may end up on the Christmas card list for uh, one scud cooling. He, um, he'd want to start kicking goals. If he misses any, he'll be off. Oh, just a oh, wording to oh, Brett right. to start oh, with. Well, yeah. well, 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 hello, Brett. Hope you're listening and, <laughs> and welcome to Terrell. Good it's, it's a relationship um, with conditions. Yeah, that's I was right. going to say. Uh, no, look, he, he obviously very talented, um, has been playing a lot, a lot of footy in Metro Melbourne and stuff like that as well. And, and coming back here, uh, him and Bestie have played a lot of footy together. So I think from an understanding perspective, they're out of the forward line, um, you know, to bring a big forward into any team uh, is always going to be valuable. So looking forward to seeing him out of the square. And your role this season, you're going to be putting the pink on and, and running out, running the messages again for Bestie? Oh, I look forward to that, yes. You will be? Yes. And running them out or riding them out? Uh, no, well, we're going, to see if, we're going to see if the legs will work um, <laughs> and try and run them out. Otherwise, I might, I might be putting a request into uh, Dan Heathgate just to uh, use the bike. A couple of the, uh, obviously, powerhouse sides that have been the last couple of years, one Thaggy and Liam Gather, um, look to have uh, improved again. Jared Blair, of course, uh, coaching one Thaggy, recruited a couple of players from uh, the West Gippsland competition and uh, just get the feeling that they haven't lost too many and they're going to improve on last year. Certainly, I walked away from that thinking they will finish 1-2 and I think the rest of the competition thought, yeah, they're the flag favourites. That's what we're going to get to. How impressive was he, oh, uh, Joe, the, yeah, the way he spoke? Yep. Uh, the way he spoke about his players. He gave a description on some of those recruits you mentioned, a couple of younger guys uh, coming across to them. Uh, I just was yeah, incredibly impressed with his ability to communicate clearly. Uh, and you know that uh, when that happens, then you've got pretty good vision and mission happening for your club. Exactly right. Lee and Gather will be the same. They've got a new coach, Trent McMicking, and uh, spoke very well as well. He got an understanding of how the uh, the side plays. He does know Mel Mackey, of course. I thought that was going to be his biggest challenge, how he would get along with Mel. Uh, but that's all going swimmingly at the moment. So he's got a great side that he's going to take over from. Well, interesting to see how Cam Olden, who I really rate, one of the best players in our competition, had a really good game with Richmond VFL a couple of weeks ago, kicking five goals. So interesting to see how he goes and how many games he might play with the Parrots. So those two sides you'll think will feature up the top. Of course, the other major side there, Timmy, was Mowey last year, and they got Declan Kelty as their new coach. They do, and uh, look, and I think he'll bring obviously a, a, a bit of a different look uh, to the to the Moe team. But they have lost a couple of players, Moe, and it's sort of in that younger younger age bracket that have that have moved out into uh, moved away, I guess, or out into the uh, mid Gippsland Footy League. So it'll be interesting to see how Declan goes and the style of play that that Moe will bring uh, Moe will bring into it. But have they maintained the big, their their big forward uh, Christian Jacks? No, nah, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone as well. I believe there was a little bit of a rumour that he might still be around, but I've got pretty good authority that he has left. Mm. Yeah, so look, I think they'll always be a, com- a competitive team, and I think the the best thing for the league is that we saw, you know, obviously last year we whilst we were interrupted, we saw that there was very very competitive teams across the board. So you know, even with the fact that obviously Trelgan and Druin were sort of knocking on the door there for that fifth spot uh, as we were coming in, um, and the sides that just below them, obviously one of them being Warrigal, um, who have gone out and recruited. Uh, very heavily in the off season, which is fantastic, and a couple of names to to come in there. Obviously, in, in Jed, Jed Lamb and Nick Graham, so be nice to see how that uh, Warrigal team comes together and, and what that'll look like over the first couple of rounds.
Yeah, they, they certainly will be improved. And you talk about the big power forwards. One of the questions I did ask Dean Algan, he's, this will be his third year as a coach. He obviously missed one year, had COVID affected the second year. He's done more pre-seasons than he has actual playing games or coaching games. So he'll be looking forward to uh, getting the boys out. But I spoke about Braden Fowler to well. him. And uh, might just be a little bit of a movement up the ground and out of the goal square. So therefore, he could be off my list, Wong. <laughs> Well, he is a mobile player and he's probably looking to get off your list. It's not one that uh, players go out to want to be a part of, I hear. Oh, really? Yeah, but while we're speaking about Warrigal, Nate Paredes uh, played up in uh, Darwin and also uh, won the uh, they won the uh, premiership up yes, there with St. Did. Mary's. And yep. I feel Aaron Heppel uh, also on the same Correct. side from Lee and Guthrie. So a couple of Gippsland boys uh, doing good things up there in the north. Exactly. It would be good to see Nate back at Warrigal, but unfortunately he's back uh, towards the Allenbank competition. So I think he's going to play a couple of games back there. Some of the younger sides, uh, Timmy, can they uh, push up into that next echelon and maybe play some finals football? And you've got a few of those teams there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, for me, one of those ones that's going to be the interesting team, obviously, Scott, is your team and, and the, the Tigers there at Morwell. Uh, a number of big names that have left the club over the over the off season, some have moved into other Gippsland clubs. Others have moved away from the area. Obviously, in you know Tank Rosado and, and a couple of those guys. So it'll be interesting to see how Dennison uh, and Bud Bailey, obviously as his co-coach for this year, can pull those pull that team together. They will certainly be young, but one of those one of the things with having a, a young team or a bit of an inexperienced team is is the unknown for a lot of the other coaches. So trying to work out the game plans to go against them. So I think they'll be certainly one to have a look at over the first couple of weeks to see how they go. And the same with Druin. You'd suggest uh, big Bobby McCullum, just a legend of the Druin Football Club. He's headed out to coach Bullen Bullen in the Allenbank Football League. You couldn't hold that against Bob. Uh, he's been a wonderful servant of Druin. So they're going to have an interesting year with Jordan Kingy there as a the coach. Uh, and another one, Ed Morris, uh, won the Northern Territory League Best and Fairest, uh, one of the players uh, out from Druin. Yeah, I think he's going to come back and play a couple of games. They hope that he'll come back and play a few, but time will tell on that one. Uh, one of the other sides that I'm really fascinated in this year is the Sale Magpies. Of course, Jack Donson come across to their coach, uh, looking strong again. They've got uh, both the Leslie boys, uh, Jack and Will, both on a full-time basis. Um, and interesting one that Ryan, Pen Ryan Pendlebury has put in a clearance to come to Sale, it has been knocked back. There's now word perhaps that he might not be coming back to the Magpies. And I can tell you some late-breaking news out of the Magpies camp. As uh, as late as yesterday afternoon, unfortunately for the Magpies, uh, Geordie Descent snapped an Achilles oh. during training. So he will be a massive loss for them. He can play that big, strong-body midfield. We know how good he is. He's a league representative on numerous occasions. He can go forward as well. He'll be really hard for them to replace because... He is a, a star of the competition, and that's a, a big loss for the Magpies on the eve of the uh, the round one. Yeah, it's an, it's a big loss, especially now. Well, uh, if we have a look at Ben Star, with big John Gooch making his way from Sale to Ben Star, a big power centre half forward player, uh, that's going to put a, a lot of pressure with that uh, injury happening there at Sale. Logan Austin, the new coach there at Ben Alex Saunders into the side along with Logan, as I just mentioned, lose a couple of players out to the East Gippsland Football League. Painesville have. Uh, done pretty well there. Harry Gibbs, Alex McLaren, Ben McKinnon heading off to Painesville and Brad Daniel out to Wyong. So it'll be, they're always interesting, Ben. So they've always got a lot of young kids who are coming up through very successful junior programs. Yeah, absolutely. The last team we'll look at, obviously, is Mafra. First-year coach, Anthony Robbins. I was really impressed with what Anthony had to say at the season launch. When I spoke to him afterwards, 
uh, really enthusiastic about some of these young kids coming through. They've recruited okay as well, and uh, you get the sense that uh, they're going to be competitive. They'll be around the mark. They'll just like to improve and and really spoke about the club culture. We know how good it is out there at the Mafra Eagles land, and they do it an exceptionally good job right across the board. Uh, they have got a number of players on the Gippsland Power list as well, and hopefully we'll see a couple of those boys. Some great names, Allman, Bergil, Shoeback, those type of players that are going to come through. And, a, no- and a noble, he mentioned And a well. uh, young Maxi Noble, who is a son of Trent. Uh, he is uh, the tallest player on Gippsland Power's list this year at about 206 centimetres tall. So still growing and still growing into his body, but uh, he's going to be an exciting prospect for him. Just a little bit bigger than me then? Just a little bit bigger than you, Tim. (laughs) Probably about twice the size of you. Uh, It is going to be a great competition. We are looking forward to it. Wonga, you're going to come back in Gippsland Live, of course, when we kick off for a couple of games as well. I will. I have got the call up there. I think uh, you may have misled the people in attendance on Wednesday night saying that I begged to come on back. I think the boot was on the other foot. I think you called and said, Wonga, we need you back for a few games. So I look forward to coming in. And Do I get to work with you or am I coming in when you're not there? Uh, might be with and it just depends how it goes. Okay, anyway. We've just been talking about the Gippsland League football side of things. Now let's roll it across to netball. Wonga, we'll start with you. There's some uh, obviously great uh, representation from each of the coaches and netball directors uh, from the season launch during the week as well. Yeah, there was uh, great to see uh, the netball football getting equal time uh, put forward for the for the season launch, both uh, critical parts of what makes our league leagues great around Gippsland. You know, it's not all leagues all across the place. They don't always have combined football netball leagues. No, so, nope. you know, very strong throughout this region, that the fact that we do. Uh, it was. It was a great, uh, great number of people up front. Uh, some questions asked by you, Daryl, were usually off the cuff. Paul Carter, on the other hand, he had a lot of information there. He had. A, he, I didn't realise he's got <laughs> stats on everything, that man. And uh, he went in depth on some of the statistical stuff that I'm pretty certain some of the netball representatives had no yep. idea what he was on about. <laughs> but anyway, they were able to make sure they did. Daryl, I am going to give you a little compliment. Oh, thank you, Wong. Uh, Thanks. He did uh, pose a question to some of the co- coaches or netball representatives up there. That was a good one too, wasn't it? If you could make one change to the rules in the Gippsland League netball, what would they be? And I asked that question too, Wong, because with football, I find it, uh, no, well, not strange, but with football, the AFL makes some rule changes. So standing on the mark, for example, playing on out of full back, uh, the ruck rule, those type of ones, they automatically just roll through. Now, there is a couple of exceptions that they... They offer the leagues, the local leagues, to take on. They have their choice. So 666, for example, that is an option. And a lot of the leagues have said no to it. But the other ones just roll down and they're expected to to come out. So the man on the mark rule, there's no option. It happens. But with netball, it's a little bit different. They make some rule changes at the top and they don't actually come back through the lower ranks. And that's why I pose that question, because there has been a couple of years gone by, a couple of rule changes that has happened. And I thought it'd be interesting to see what uh, some of these coaches thought. And they did think uh, that what traditionally happens, Loz, uh, the netball, you come along to try out to play for a club. Yep. And then you're graded and you're put into A, B, C, D. Correct. That, that's correct? That's correct. So if you've had a stellar season in the B grade, you can't go up and play A. Yes. Right. Well, you could get the call up, but... Unlikely. You, unlikely. Okay, because yes. you've got your, your squad A, a squad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what some of the coaches said is that they've actually gone about picking a netball squad and that each week that they'll then go about picking their best side to be in the A grade and then work back down from there. But a limitation in the rules right. means that once you play eight games of a higher level, 
So if you're in the A grade and you've played eight, eight games, say you're a young player, you've come in for an injury to one of the key players, uh, nine weeks later, that key player is ready to come back. And so you've got to go back to B grade. You can't go. No. Because <laughs> once you've played eight games of a higher grade, you cannot go lower. If you've played nine games of B grade and you're going well, you can step up to A grade, but you can't go back to C grade yep, if you're not right. going well. So they were saying that they need to remove those game qualification rules around it with the eight. And I thought that made perfect sense. 100%. I, yeah, Tick I agree. that off. The board ticks that off next year. Tick it off. They have to. Well, they were quite smart, some of the ladies. They directed it straight to the uh, table where the yes. Gippsland League committee was sitting. Were they happy with my questioning, do you think? Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> And the other one, the suggestion, which uh, I put out, then I like this one too, is the rolling subs. The rolling subs. Because, of course, you can only make a sub at certain times. And I think some of the coaches actually mentioned that uh, they're a little bit strategic sometimes. They might fake an injury and, oh, I've done a hammy and I've got to go off. And that's how they make the sub during mid-quarter. Otherwise, they're going to wait till quarter time. But at the higher level, the rolling sub happens. Uh, afterwards, there was a little bit of discussion around that as well. And someone said, oh, it might be a little bit hard for the uh, volunteer umpires that do umpire, etc." And I just said, simple rule. Make it that you can do the rolling sub only after a goal and before the next uh, set of pass. So I think that one gets ticked off as well. What do we think? Well, we are a show of change, oh, Timmy. Oh, absolutely we are. You are our <laughs> resident netball expert here. You're staying very quiet during all this. Oh, no, look, I was obviously wasn't there Wednesday, so I'm just getting a bit of the, the feedback and the information because all I got out of Scud during the week that came out of Wednesday night was his funnies. <laughs> um, so I didn't actually hear any of this information. But, no, I think anything that improves the game and, and allows that, and I think, you know, as we said, I said, the netball does have some uh, interesting rules when it comes to this sort of thing. So uh, I certainly think that the ability to pick squads as opposed to definitely you're an A, B or C um, is certainly one. And uh, the rolling subs, well, we'll just have to wait and see. What about the two-pointer? Oh, I like that one. I like the two-pointer. didn't get much traction. It's It's in the major league. Yep. No. If you're down by seven, it makes it interesting. I don't like it. I also don't like the rolling sub. Oh, well, it just gives the, it just gives the team more more First opportunity. First full show, and Debbie's to... back. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wonga just did a funny. Uh, no, I don't like it. It just gives the the other team more opportunity to set play up. Um, I, yeah, it, netball moves quite quick. So you know, once you score that goal, you're back. You're ready to go. Let's get it on. Mm-hmm. Do the right. next um... girls will be ready. They've got the bibs on, ready to go. Takes <sighs> one second in, out, bang. Does it take one second? Yep, it will. Well, I don't know. I All don't right. know. I'm not sold on it. I do. I would love to see that you didn't get graded. Yeah. That you could just, if you had your squad, you play D, you play A, and back and forth. I tell you what, watch this space next year. This time next year, we'll be talking about the new implementation of these rules. Save that one into the system. Save it. Put it in there, Loza. Some update on some of the uh, clubs. Uh, Timmy, you've done a little bit of homework on this during the week. Uh, absolutely. I've got some of the information that you had there from Wednesday night, Daryl, um, and have been having a bit of a look. But I think I think overall, um, you know, coming in again, as we sort of spoke about in the football side of things, the clubs last year were just happy to get back out on court. And there's obviously been some changes in and around the clubs too, with a, a couple of uh, moving away, some new coaches at clubs, uh, obviously uh, one there at Maui with Romeo coming in as the, the A-grade coach there. So again, the look and feel of a couple of these clubs is going to be very interesting. But um, I sort of have earmarked a couple of clubs that I think would, will go well again. And that um, is Maui. Uh, obviously, Terrellgan will be up there again. Warrigal have been strong over the last couple of years. Um, 
I think the Morwell Tigers. Oh, here we um, go. Oh. <laughs> Daryl's the uh, head cheerleader for the Morwell Tigers <laughs> netball team. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be strong strong clubs again, along with Liam Gather and Wontaggy, who um, have shown over the, you know, obviously 2020 was a bit of a write-off, but 19 and, t- and 21, definitely that they, they're on the improve and, and both were sort of there set ready for finals last year. Might have been easier for him to name the teams that couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> on the fence. He's... <laughs> He's hey, he mentioned six of them. Well, there is a normal thing in the uh, netball ranks. Uh, we had from Mafra, one of the young ladies. Oh. <laughs> Timmy's just throwing a cut lunch across the table. <laughs> uh, get ready for Timmy Zoo tomorrow. Just yeah. hold it back, Sonny Bill. Uh, is it normal for the co- for the netball sides to have a, a, a coaching director? Yes. So, so Mafra had a coaching director up there speaking to us. All this is a, yeah, a common good. place. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, what's the role of the coaching director? I reckon, well, it depends what club. It depends on a lot of things, but normally they would pick the squads. Um, they have a lot of say on who plays where, what, you know, everything with the coaches. So, and just oversee it. Yeah. That, so, that was the main message, wasn't it? Just overseeing the whole Overseeing it, it, yeah. The umpires. And uh, Taylor Davis was the one from uh, MAFA that you're talking about up there as the, the netball director. So, right. uh, spoke very well and uh, a club that's on the move.